Hey everybody, Sean here. This episode is sponsored by a couple new Patreon members. Happy to have them. Uh, you have uh, Faisal J. I hope I pronounced that right. Thank you so much for your donation. And Aubrey S. Our homie Aubrey, who we actually met at um, something. What was that con? It was some con we went to. <laughs> Great promotion. Rock and Shock. She was up at Rock and Shock. Um, so awesome for her support. Thank you so much, Aubrey. We really appreciate it. Also, guys, uh, we are going to, um, I, I don't know where I'm going to put it in the show, but probably going to be at the end. Uh, we have an interview with Larry Dwyer, who is uh, one of the f- original members of the band Hatebreed. Um, and he currently works for uh, Horror News Network and also uh, does his own little thing, this uh, Connecticut uh, cult classics that we go to every month and really love. And um, this month, we we wanted to talk to him. We sponsored this month's event. And um, I think he's just doing awesome stuff. So I just wanted to give him a little outlet. And uh, I actually want to continue talking to him. So maybe once a month, we'll uh, talk to Larry and just, uh, you know, build an interview over the next couple months with him. So uh, it's real quick. It's about 10 minutes. I'll probably tag it on to the end of the episode. Um, So, yeah, enjoy. Everybody and welcome to the horror show. Show it dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite. Jesus, not so favorite horror movies and other horror related events. You're Sean. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm Joe. Oh <laughs> uh, boy, today we are watching, talking, talking. <laughs> we are Sean's Sean's. Drunk? No, he's, Sean's not feeling. Well. I, 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 I have a little. I'm, I'm not even sick anymore, but uh, just the residuals. I'm just tired. Yeah. Now I got a leaky fucking nose. We're watching the fucking Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> makes me more sick. <laughs> just kidding, Bucks fans. There's no Bucks fans. <laughs> uh, we are watching uh, the story of. Uh, we're watching this week House. The story. The Oscar Pistorius story. <laughs> what? Because he shoots his girlfriend. Huh. Okay. Remember? Yeah, I did. I do. <laughs> that joke fucking. Already went to court and he didn't have a leg to stand on. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. That's a Paul joke right there. That's the one Paul says that we have to be like, oh, God, now I got to edit that. <laughs> we were doing like a, we were like, Right at the end, where I'm like thinking in my head, like, oh, I don't even have to edit this. And then Paul's just like, hey, I'm just going to say something completely rude. Why would that be? He fucking murdered someone. Remember when 
Yeah, I know. Uh, remember when Elena, or Elena, oh my God, I am Lorena? losing my mind. Yeah. Lorena V emailed us and Paul whispered for like five minutes well, about- Her last name being Bobbit. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you could say that shit into the microphone. Happened even, 25 years even ago. Even if it was bad. <laughs> even if it was bad, I could edit it out. But that's like the tamest thing I'd ever heard. From him, especially. And especially because so were... it's not even her last- <laughs> letter he changed the letter and then was like bomb it <laughs> that might be like one of my favorite moments of all time because i think i edited out like a, a decent chunk of it because it was just him whispering yeah and interrupting the show like, <laughs> and he thinks that i'm just gonna go on with the show while i'm looking at somebody whispering oh i know and my co-host being distracted <laughs> listening to him whisper to him like, I can just, like, keep the show going with nobody listening. <laughs> like, he thinks it's okay. It's, like, one of my favorite moments in the show, though, because it's just so funny. Ha- ask, when you see Tina, ask her. I had the straight-up shush paw, like like a kid. We were playing trivia, and the dude's reading questions, and he's ask, he's he's telling me, like, a story about a question that was asked, like, two rounds ago. It's just going on and on and on. Like, you just have to shush him. <laughs> I love him. I love him. But, yeah, he's he just whispering. And then he looks at me like I'm crazy. The thing is, like he doesn't understand. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. like he's like, what? "Why do you want me to be quiet?" He gives, was trying to do something. He gives me a look like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> like you're wasting his time by not yeah. by stalling like, the keep show. Keep this going. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm not talking to you, <laughs> <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> Private conversation. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, house. Uh, I love this movie. Uh, it opened in 1400 theaters, February 28th, 1986, uh, made 22 million worldwide. So yeah. good for them. It lost out to a John Hughes movie for the number Pretty one spot. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, story by Fred Decker, Night of the Creeps and yep. Monster Squad, produced by Sean Cunningham, the director and producer of Friday the 13th. Yes. Part two. Oh, Sean Cunningham. No, no, Steve Miner. Yeah, Steve Miner did two and three. He was just the director of them. He directed this. Yeah, Yeah. he directed this. So, um... Did you see that Fred Decker wanted to make this an anthology? Like, he saw the Twilight Zone movie, and he wanted to make a horror anthology with his friend Shane Black and two other people. You know, Shane Black wrote Lethal Weapon. Yeah. um, That would have been awesome. But it didn't... It obviously didn't come through, but this was the story that he wanted to tell in the anthology. That's funny because it, it would probably be better shorter. Yeah. So I mean, it's a good movie. Before we talk about it, I, I enjoyed it just fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- I think that I like the premise more than the execution. You know. Yeah. I think, I think being shorter would have helped. Being shorter definitely would have helped. I mean, there's there's a little less flashbacks. Even though the, I like the scenes, because like, you don't need that many flashbacks, but you need to fill up time in this. And you and the flashbacks were okay when he was writing, yeah. but then when he was like when he was writing and and then it. Like you'll, it goes to a flashback. Um, so like, so he was a Vietnam vet. Yeah. Our main character is a Vietnam vet. So is this an allegory to PTSD? Like it has to be, but then it doesn't really kind of follow through on it at the end. Yeah, I mean, there, it kind of like that's what I don't think there's a point to it, which I'm also okay with. But they kind of made it seem like you should be looking for a point somewhere in there. Like it was, it was weird. Yeah, when I was reading up on it, I was like, this when this was made, it was when PTSD was really getting momentum that this is what soldiers were suffering. Right. From. But then, like, what? But then the whole sun storyline doesn't go along. No, with it. no. And like, it's, it's a ghost story. It's a ghost story. Yeah. It's like legit. Like that parts of it, you're like, is he seeing this or is this? 
is this real non flashback or, or just yeah. yeah just craziness so um but let's get into it because we're just talking in like circles <laughs> yeah because we, we haven't talked about anything um so <laughs> we open up with a big huge victorian home which is the house uh a grocery delivery boy shows up and um hey, real quick can i shout out my man uh greg that i brought up on podcast before yeah, 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 yeah. I, I recently reconnected with him i've been going to the gym with him and stuff and today out of all reasons he's Talking about the house series and how he owns them all on VHS. Really? Get the fuck out of here. We're about to talk about house tonight. Really? Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. And he said he's been trying to find house three forever. But oh, he can't find it. I'm like, this God. shit's on YouTube, man. Yeah, and don't. <laughs> <laughs> he loves he loves the filth. But anyways, I just wanted to shout out. <laughs> I kind of want to talk about that part three again. <laughs> it's just bananas. <laughs> Some movies are just great to talk about, and that's one of them. Fucking guy walking while he's being electrocuted. Okay, his laugh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get back onto the movie we're supposed to be talking about. Um, and a delivery boy shows up to this house, grocery delivery man, which I wish existed. I I would never, dude. I'd never leave my fucking shopping. house. <laughs> I fucking hate the grocery store so much. Me too. I don't even go. My wife does it, but <clears throat> and uh, he he pops in. Uh, no one's answering. Door opens. He goes upstairs. And old Mrs. Hooper has hung herself in the yes. house. That's a shame. <laughs> her her flashbacks are fantastic. They're, dude, she, she's bananas. She, she's bananas in a great way. Like, uh, it's a crazy old drunk yeah. aunt. <laughs> um, at the funeral, we meet Roger Cobb, her nephew, and also uh, a beloved author in the vein of like a Stephen King kind of. Yeah. But before the funeral, he's at a book signing. Yes. After the funeral. I thought it was before, right yeah. before. No? Yeah. It's after. They they show the funeral real quick. The funeral happens in a split second. Unless it's a flashback. Well, all right. <laughs> but uh, he goes to a book signing. Um, he does a book signing after with the craziest people. But he reminded me of Stephen King, too, because he's mentioning to these people that his next book is going to... He, he's a horror novelist. Yeah. But he's mentioning that his next book is going to be about his experiences in Vietnam. And this one guy is so disappointed. And it, it reminded me, because Stephen King ventures away, right? Every once in a while, or he has in the past. I thought he... Um. Well, he did a book that was on, like, the art of writing. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, maybe something else. I don't know what I'm thinking he did, about. He did Joyride, that was a... Yeah. Like, detective know. novel. Yeah, but... So it kind of reminded me of that in that vein, like an art, like a true artist. Like he's like, I just want to write about shit I want to write about. Yeah. Everyone's giving him like the hardest time about it. They're like, eh, people just want horror novels. Everyone's done with. So many punks are in that line. There's no way punks in the 80s are reading his books. No. They're, and they're disgusting. <laughs> they're fucking <laughs> gross. Crust punks. They're, they are crust punks. Um, but yeah, he wants to write this book about Vietnam and that is what he's writing Yep. And through the duration of this movie, that is what he's writing. Um, at the signing, we're also told he used to be married to an actress named Sandy. And in the next scene, we get a little setup between uh, what their relationship is. The actress is calling him from an award show she's at. Yep. She and he's win. trying to write. And there's definitely still love there. It's not, they're divorced, but clearly, they care about each they other. both care about yeah. each other. Like something is definitely. Something's amiss, yes. and we're about to find out shortly. That actress is gorgeous. Yes, she is. What's her name? Kay Lenz or something? That's exactly her name. She is beautiful. Yep. Beautiful. For sure. We forgot to mention- I'm in love with her. <laughs> All right. 
Well, the main guy is played by William Kitt, who oh, yeah. just watched uh, The Greatest American Hero. Yeah, I hated that show. That show is awesome. Yeah, I know. Dude fucking flies and has that great theme song. Yeah. That's... Top 10 theme song of all time. I know. You've said that. We, we got to do a bonus episode on that. I mean, our number one is both DuckTales. Yeah, but it's not even a question. Fucking that jazzy beat. Somebody stole that idea from us. Do you see that? There's what? a there's a podcast out there about DuckTales. Yeah, it's called It's a Duck Blur. Yeah. yeah. Fucking dicks. <laughs> um, How dare they take something we thought of five years ago and never did anything. Yeah, and announced it. And not only that, but uh, everyone has the same ideas about everything. <laughs> so who cares? <laughs> Very popular show with millions of children. Um. Speaking of Vietnam, we get his first, we get our first Vietnam dream flashback. He goes to bed, and um, he's seeing like a little kid, and a zombie comes out of the grave. Yep. He packs his shit and decides he's going to go to his aunt's house yeah. for a little break. Reasonable, very reasonable. I'm going to leave my large empty house where I'm lonely uh, and go to another large empty <laughs> yeah. house where I'm even more lonely because yeah. it's not in the same town. And my aunt just died there. Yeah. Yeah. My, yeah. Fucking hung herself. Um, this movie's really good, so I, I don't want to think we're like blowing this off. It's just usually the good movies you can like. The dialogue's good, so you can't knock it. So like the in between shit, it's like, oh, this is all just good. It's just clear to the point. Like yeah. it gets you from point A to point B to point C. So you'd seen this before, right? Yes. So I think I liked it a little less this time, but that's not to say I didn't like it. I just thought it was kind of. Nah. I mean, this show, I think, is definitely changing my perspective of things. I watched that, like, right when we started the show, and I was oh, like... Oh, so you, that's kind of recent. I was like, this is a tour de force! <laughs> and um, I just think they nailed a lot of the comedy the right way. It's a lot more subtle than an Evil Dead, but in the yeah. same vein... I do agree. I like I like the humor of it. Yeah, it, but it was, like, it was a little more toned down than, like, Evil Dead. It's not so, like, in-your-face jokes. Right, right. It's like... It's there, but it's not. And there's a scene where a dog has a hand, and that was like iconic to me when I was younger. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I, yeah. I saw this. I was like, "Oh shit, I remember that." Yeah, like, I actually, I'd seen it when I was younger, but I had no recollection of it, and I think I only saw parts. But the hand was a huge part, and when he bites it and throws it down the toilet. Yes. So, um, yeah. So he decides to move to his aunt's house, which is crazy. He and he's gonna take over for. Um, they were going to sell it, but he's going to stay there. Um, we keep getting – now we get another set of flashbacks. There's so many flashbacks in this movie. Yes. Uh, another flashback where Roger's at the house with – is it at the same house or is it at – yeah. Yeah. And he's with – Yeah, because he says that his aunt raised yeah, him. Yeah, his so aunt raised him, which was another weird thing because he does not seem affected by the death of his aunt at all. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. seem affected by, by anything. anything. <laughs> yeah. Um. And uh, we see him with this kid, Jimmy, who turns out to be his son. Yeah. And he's playing while uh, Roger's doing, like, yard work. And then Jimmy's gone. He goes out to the front lawn. And you see a car speeding away. So you might think he's kidnapped. But then he sees the kid flailing around in the pool, runs in there, gone. Gone. Yep. Fucking weird. So kid just disappears. You know, they they show him talking to cops. And, and the aunt comes in. And she's like, the house did it. Yo, dude, the, the, the aunt comes in. And, uh, yeah, that's what she goes. She goes, uh, the house took him. And the woman, who the wife, rightfully the saw mother. the mother. Like, Shut up, you old bag. Shut up, you old bat. <laughs> and then the aunt goes, oh, touchy. 
<laughs> and she looks. She like looks at the camera and yeah. smiles. Yeah, what? Uh, it was crazy. That why would you ever say it to a mourning mother? Child just disappeared. Dude. The worst. This is the worst possible Touchy. situation you could ever be in. <laughs> Kill you. Oh my god. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh so Roger is basically using this house to get his work done to get this book on Vietnam done. Um, and he starts seeing some weird things going on. He sees his aunt yep. in the house. Yep. And then we meet George Went, Who talks to him, by the way. Yeah. She's like, the she, house won. Oh, yeah. She's I like, get out. Would, yeah. She's like, it knows everything about you. Get yeah. out. Um, and yes, George Went shows up. He plays the neighbor who's Roger. Harold Gordon. Roger's, his name's Roger, right? I'm so tired. Yes, Roger. Roger Cobb's uh, biggest fan, he says. Yes, he says he's the biggest fan. Uh, he's also a meddling asshole. Yeah, and how does he not like, – this is this is actually like my biggest thing that I picked up on and it kind of annoyed me. I didn't pick up on it the first time. Roger grew up there. Mm-hmm. Then Roger was raising his child there. Or at least visiting that yeah, place Yeah, I mean, enough to do work, yeah. yeah. And then he's back now. And this neighbor's like, hey, man, who, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> and he seems to know a lot about the aunt, too. N- knows so much about her. Like, yeah. She must have mentioned. Yeah, yeah. And uh, b- by the way, that was like one of the funniest scenes in it. He uh, George Wentz goes up to him and is like, oh, hey, neighbor, how you doing? Uh, you know, the woman that lived here was nuts. Yeah. Biggest bitch under the sun. <laughs> just a senile old hag, really. Wouldn't be surprised if someone just got fed up and offed her. And he goes, uh, she was my aunt. Heart of gold, though. A, re- a saint, really. And such a beautiful woman for her age. <laughs> it was absolutely awesome. Yeah. He was, he's great comic it, relief. Norm's in this. Uh, character in this is yeah, solid. Uh, honestly, he's so, he's so fucking annoying. He's the nicest guy. But when you're in the situation that William Kidd is in, Harold, you'd be so, when he shows up with pizza. He's that person that's too nice. It just yeah. always gets on your nerve. And then yeah. like you get mad about being mad at them. Yeah. You're like, they're just being nice. Like, but. like in a later scene, the cops come in and William, uh, Harold's trying to keep him out of the house. And, uh, <laughs> he just says like, oh, you guys want coffee? Oh, you guys are probably too busy for that. Like answering for them. And fucking, fucking Harold just pops his head and is like, coffee sounds good. And then the cops are like, yeah, I guess it does sound good. Like, what an asshole. <laughs> Fucking dickhead. Uh, Although, I think he's doing that on purpose. Because he's suspicious. Because he thinks the guy tried to kill himself. Oh, oh yeah. You might be right. You might be right. Yeah. Um, and he's just offering to hang out with him. And he's just a genuinely nice guy. And that's when he discovers he's the author. And he says it's his biggest fan. Yeah. So, we get other flashbacks. And we're meeting this guy, Big Ben. Played by Richard Mole. Yeah. Who was in uh, Night Court. Yeah. And a really bad shark movie that we just watched. <laughs> uh, Ghost shark. And he's a real asshole in the flashbacks. Yeah. He's just, he's like an abrasive meathead. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. also like eight foot five. Dude, he's enormous. So tall. He's enormous. Um, and that really, I mean, really nothing about that happens until the end. So, well, you, you get a hundred flashbacks. You get the five, because the guy's a dick and you can tell that he kind of takes advantage of, um, uh, what's Roger? Roger. But you can also tell that Roger's kind of affectionate towards him. Like yes. he doesn't hate him. No, yeah, no. It's very clear that Rod, I, dude, the guy puts a fucking snake from the jungle in his like cigarette box, <laughs> almost fucking bites him, and all Roger's Roger's like, oh man, come on, <laughs> and he's just like, <laughs> I, I would honestly just fucking kill somebody in their sleep if they put a snake in my anything in mine. Be so mad, especially in the jungle. I know, fucking everything's poisonous in the jungle. Um, anyway. 
Um, so we're getting more flashbacks with all that. They Although, they go through a lot together. The flashbacks were a lot, and I don't want to sound like I'm complaining about them because I actually thought like the war scenes were kind of cool. It was like good gunfire. Like it was like for for a low budget horror movie, yeah. like really good. And I also I, I tried to make this point earlier, but I really liked the effect of going from the flashback to him writing. Yeah. So he's typing these moments out in his book. I was like, that's effective. Like, I can deal with that. But then later in the movie, they were just happening yeah. with no writing. They were just flashbacks. That's why I was kind of – because <clears throat> while I was watching it, like, this first part, I was like, I'm into this. And yeah, yeah. it kind of happened a little too much for me, and I was kind of getting taken out of the yeah. story a little bit. Like, I mean, like, Roger's running around at one point, and then, like, it just kicks to a flashback. Yeah. It, and it, I was like, what the fuck? It was taking me out of the movie. It was really weird. If, if they kept it with him just writing these things, like, you know, they could have – they could have put the entire flashback sequence at the beginning and it would have been all right. Yes. I didn't really need it. There was no reveal in the flashback. The reveal happens later, right? Well, yeah. For the most well, part. no, 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 no. There's one flashback where the reveal happens. So I'm just going to say it now. Yeah. Um, so Big Ben dies. Yeah. But he wants, he get he gets mortally wounded. Yeah. But he wants Roger to kill him. He's like, oh, kill me. Right. He's like, I'm yeah, suffering. Yeah. I'm in pain. And Roger couldn't do it because, you know, he liked him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why the ghost of yeah, and then Big that, Ben's Yeah, the pissed. Vietnamese, like, capture him, right? And, and, and he said he says later, not in a flashback. Like, you're right. They should have just had that whole thing yeah. in the beginning. And they should have shown him, like, get captured yeah. in a flashback. <laughs> yeah. Because he explains it to you after. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Because um, then you just get these randomly throughout the movie. And it just breaks up the pace exactly. of a really well-paced movie. Exactly. For the most part. Um, so he, uh, so he's like writing, uh, these stories or whatever. And, uh, he somehow sees his son outside of his window Mm -hmm. and he turns him off with a remote control. And again, he's just like, (laughs) not phased. No, he literally picked up the TV remote and turned off the image of his son in a window. William Kim might not be a good actor. He, of course he's not. (laughs) Joe, he he screams in one movie, in one scene in the movie, and it's at the very end. Never is he phased by anything. He like goes to the bathroom, he has all his pills, and he's like, oh, God. <laughs> Dude, in the next scene right now, right now, he opens the closet door, a giant- The biggest monster ever? Dude, it is, it's the size of a fucking truck. And he's like, oh. Comes out and just starts scratching the shit out of him, and he's like, huh. How about that? <laughs> and then instead of like- Running the fuck away or doing anything, he just orders a ton of recording equipment. Really dated. Sets them all up. Dude, like 37 Leave the house, dude. Yeah. By the way, how frustrating would it be to use that old school recording equipment? Like, especially the cameras. Like, you can't look at the footage until you get it developed. Do you you watch the Goldbergs? Yes. I love at the end, because I could videotape everything. Yes. And that must have been so time consuming and hard to do. capture every moment of your life. It's crazy. I remember once me and my brothers like borrowed my mom's, what do you call it, v- VCR? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what'd you call it back then? The hand. Video camera. Is that what you called it? Yeah. Video camera? Yeah. But you stuck a huge VHS in yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> It was before it, it was digital. enormous. It was so big. It was we huge. tried to like record something in our basement. You're like, fuck this. Like, yeah, this yeah. sucks. It's so funny. I was just watching a movie recently. Oh, The Conjuring 2. When he, when they pull out the big giant enormous video camera and he's like, oh man, these things are so light now, <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude. Uh, they used to be so heavy and I remember it was like a big deal if you got the one where you could like 
have the button where yes, it would zoom in. Zoom in yeah, out. yeah, yeah. It was huge. Yeah. It still was, sucked. Couldn't see anything. It's fucking crazy. And some of them you had to leave plugged in and like walk around with the fucking plug in the wall. That's why when you think about like movies from the 60s that look so nice. Right. What the fuck were they doing? Yeah, How yeah, yeah, yeah. That? I know. It's crazy. Anyways. Um, whoops. Uh, so uh, what do we have here? So he sets up the cameras, um, but that's a failure. <laughs> After the monster's in his closet, he puts on all his army gear. Oh my God, yeah. And he, come, this is my, <laughs> he comes running out of the house and just like slides on Dude, both his knees. It was the most. He's like glorious. It's like, it's like it, almost like platoon when he's in the rain. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Norm's like, what you doing? Hey, he's Raj, like, what you doing? <laughs> and his response was like, nothing. Yeah. Dude, yeah, He because he sets up all the cameras and he pulls the rope to open the door. And then it's like a three minute scene of him diving and <laughs> flipping all over the house until he gets out the door and slides out. Yeah. It was awesome. And then Norm actually comes over after that. Yeah. And, and, and he's, Roger's like, do you think the house is haunted? Yeah. Because my aunt did. And um, what's his name? No, not Norm. I'm just going to keep calling Harold. him. Harold. Harold is like, well, your aunt was Looney Tunes. And he's yeah. like, well, do you think, I think it's haunted. Do you think I am? He's like, well, you, your wife left you. You lost your kid and you were in Vietnam. So you have a couple marbles loose. Dude, I loved that line. It was so funny. And he's like, yeah, yeah but you're not crazy. <laughs> Uh, and also, uh, Harold walks in on him with pizza and he walks into the room where there's 30 cameras pointed at an empty <laughs> fucking wall and lights and shit. Wouldn't you just call the cops? Dude, that looks like you're setting up for something really Well, he basically awful. does because he goes home and calls his wife. Yeah. Oh yeah. He it's goes home and wife. calls, uh, Roger's weird wife. Because he just looks her up in like the phone book. He just call actresses? He stole... Um, oh, is that what he did? And you know what? It's funny because I didn't even catch it in rewatching it in this viewing, but I remember it from the first viewing. He he steals his phone book while he's over there. Okay. And uh, yeah, and calls her. Because at first I was like, that's fucking sketchy. I don't know what the hell this guy's doing. But it's to call Sandy and uh, basically telling her, I think something's wrong. Yeah. I think he's having flashbacks. He's seeing shit. Right. Um, you need to get down here. She says she can't, and uh, but she'll give him a call. And we get some Star Wars wipe transitions that are pretty fucking excellent. Yep. How happy were you in the new Star Wars when they did the wipe transitions? I love it. I think I, I like welled up a little bit. I told bit. you I got emotional watching Star Wars. Oh, I cried. <laughs> when the music started playing? Yeah. Like, fuck. It was, it was, it was so crazy. off topic, but remember when they remastered yeah, yeah, Star yeah, Wars yeah. and re-released yeah. the original? Mm-hmm. Like before, right. before, before episode one came out. Yeah. My mom took us to see them because she's like, I love these when I was yeah, a kid. Yeah. So we went to theaters to see each one. So it was like, Star Wars is a huge part of my life. Yeah. So when that music came up, I was like, this is a new one. It's not a piece of shit. Like right. One. Like, Which is weird because, yeah, like I saw all the newer ones, the new, the new trilogy. I saw those in theaters and I wasn't like emotional. This just felt like yeah. real. Like you were seeing a real moment. But real Star Wars fans don't consider the new one part of the star wars canon what they don't it's a fucking same story (laughs) fucking they're like it's it's fan fiction (laughs) i don't know man i've got a lot to say about that none of it's nice so (laughs) just fucking relax all right when did canon like start being used so regularly that came out of the blue right like i know it's been around forever like the concept of it, mm-hmm. especially especially in comic books, but I feel like it's getting thrown around a lot lately. Well, we I mean, maybe it's because it's getting 
more comic book movies and stuff. Give any asshole a computer and they just get on to complain. <laughs> kind of like we're doing right now. <laughs> yeah, just like we do every week about these movies that we love. Um, uh, so where are we, man? Oh, so uh, Roger, Roger's... Um, He's back in his house. More fucking flashbacks. He's in his house. And the Marlin... Comes to life. <laughs> There's a big prize Marlin hanging flopping. on the wall. Just... F- it's the least menacing ghost because all those <laughs> flop, but it's bolted to the wall. That you know what you're right though about like kind of like how your memory because even I saw this recently and um, that scene was not. I, I was like, oh yeah, and then the Marlin comes life, and I remember it being like a really violent moment, and like it's literally just flopping, it just flops, yeah. like and it's he just nailed to the wall. It, yeah. <laughs> he shoots it; it's dead. Um, but we also get a very Evil Dead esque scene where he goes out to the tool shed to get a shotgun and all the tools lift up yep and are just floating and chase him it just felt very yeah evil dead inspired um his wife shows up his wife shows he shoots the marlin then sandy shows up except it's not sandy it's a fucking giant worm (laughs) is what it was a worm that was a big stupid thing it's just it is a big (laughs) stupid thing i mean it's got like yeah, it, but it looks like a fucking worm. It's it's gross. It's just giant th- thing with a wig on. Um, he shoots her twice, and she goes out the front door. Uh, Norm or Harold hears this. He calls the cops. But it turns back into Sandy. Well, it turns back into Sandy. Yeah, this is Oscar Pistorius scene. Because um, <laughs> it turns back into Sandy, and he's having a breakdown. But the weird thing is, the neighbor Harold, like, gets up. He hears the shots. Gets up. Looks out the window. But he sees Roger out there and then calls the cops. Is like, I have to report a suicide. <laughs> Attempted suicide. <laughs> He's just walking around like. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, the cops come. We already talked about this. The cops kind of He pulls come. it inside. He pulls the he body, pulls the body inside. inside. He hides it. And basically this scene is just him acting goofy. The cops are keep, fans of his work. Trying to keep the cops away from it, yeah, the, the body. The cops like his writing. So yes. they're like, oh, why didn't you say that was your name? You know, we're not going to do shit. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this scene was, I mean, it's good for the movie, but there's just really not a lot to talk about there. Mm-hmm. Um, he finally gets the cops out of there. He goes back upstairs, and this worm woman is back and knocks him out with a rifle. Gunbox him, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. And then she's, like, talking to him. <laughs> she says, uh, where's your son, Roger? You'll never find him. He's dead. And he's like, oh, he's not dead. He's in this house. And this woman... Puts the gun to his back of his head. She's about to blow his fucking brains out. Yep. But no bullets. And she gets up getting killed by uh, the the tools that were like just. W- Roger opens the door like to run away and the tools are all floating and he like he's on the ground for whatever reason. He opens the door and these tools come flying in and just execute the worm lady. It's just weird. <laughs> weird thing. Um, and then we get a montage of, you know good, you know yeah. good, you know good. <laughs> While he's burying a shallow grave. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many holes. <laughs> he's burying her body in pieces. It's yeah. really weird. And the neighbor comes while he's doing it. Doesn't seem worried at all. No. Nah. To the point where she lets him babysit his kid. So this whole thing's weird because she like just meets him. And Dude, you think she's two seconds in. You think she's about to sleep with him. And she's like, I'm going to come back later. And she brings her kid over. He, the kid gets loose. The dog digs up the hand. Yep. The hand attaches onto the kid. The mom can't find the kid. 
Roger goes into the bathroom with the kid. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it, it's so weird. And he's like, oh, I finally, like, he bites the hand off the kid, flushes it down the toilet. And they walk out of the bathroom together. And he's like, yeah, the kid, uh, he's having trouble using the potty. So we got that fixed. Like, yeah. I just fucking met you. and you're, Yeah, you're a pervert. Yeah. You're petter ass. And she's like, well, how about you babysit him tonight? Yeah, so enjoy. So he goes and gives him a bath. Kids oh, are, yeah. Kids like eight. <laughs> <laughs> he has the worst haircut of all time, too. Um. This, I, I was, this was, I mean, again, when you do this, sh- when you do a movie for the show, like you get disappointed about certain things, even though it's not that bad when you watch it. And I was disappointed with this because nothing happens. Like, yeah, the ghosts harass the kid. They pull him up a chimney, but overall nothing happens. The mom comes home. The kid doesn't even cry. And they're like, okay, see you later. Yeah. And that's it. And then Norm comes back over. And Harold. Norm's, Harold's always there. Harold comes back. And Much like Cheers. He just just like Cheers. <laughs> just He's playing the same guy. There. Comes back and uh, Roger's like, you want to come upstairs because I have a raccoon caught. He says he has a raccoon the size of a St. Bernard. And he gives him a harpoon and gun. And Harold's like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll help you catch him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and gives him a harpoon gun. And he's like, shoot this thing with this. Yeah. Shoot the raccoon with this so it doesn't get away. You'd be like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Call a fucking exterminator. Yeah, call animal control. <laughs> fucking nut. And no raccoon or whatever. Um, and There's then, no, if you called me over and handed me a harpoon gun, told me to shoot the animal in your closet. First of all, yeah, I wouldn't even go up toe to toe with a regular animal, let alone if you were like, this is the biggest variety of this animal yeah. I've ever seen in my Known life. Known to man. Yeah. yeah. Then I'm even more like, yeah, no, I'm busy. <laughs> I got shit to do, man. Um, and then the weird, the other weird thing I thought was he's always doing it at midnight. And there's yeah. never any. Re- yeah, they don't say anything about that. No, he just keeps. He's just really like dead set on like, okay, it's midnight. I gotta open. Because he door even like now. sets his clock. Because every other time, these things are appearing at any time. I think. Well, the cops came and the monster was there. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was middle of the day. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, they open the door, and this one you really think it's gonna be a red herring because. Harold's standing there with a harpoon I, gun. Yep. I thought for sure. He'd it's going to be nothing. nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sure enough, though. It's a big-ass monster. Giant monster, and Harold can't shoot it. Harold's, like, shitting his pants, and the other guy's just whacking it with a fucking, one of those I fucking... actually love this scene, because I love that Harold was able to see the monster. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Like, Which, I love that. Well, up until this point, though, I was like, is this about PTSD? And you're like, it can't be, because Harold wouldn't be able to see it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Um, so, yeah. Let me just put something on here. Um, yeah, that's the weird part about the PTSD thing. Again, yeah, you're not sure what's real and what's not. For the most part, it's all real. But then it's just weird. Like his kid is trapped in Vietnam. For no reason. <laughs> Spoilers. Imagine if we spoiler alerted our show. Though. Um so yeah, so they uh they shoot this they shoot it with the harpoon, the harpoon rope gets wrapped around Roger's leg and it pulls him into Vietnam. <laughs> no, not even. This is weird. He, <clears throat> or is it? No, it's like it's no, like because the then he just wakes yeah. up. He wakes up in his bed. Uh, yeah. Then he this is basically the end though. He we get some more flashbacks basically revealing everything. About Big Ben. Yep. He wakes up. He notices in the painting that his aunt drew, because um, she was an artist, there, in one of the paintings, the ba- she painted the bathroom mirror, and there's somebody stuck on the inside of that mirror. 
So he goes to the bathroom and he smashes the window and sure enough, or not the window, the mirror, sure enough, it's a fucking portal into a ghost dimension. And he just throws a rope. First of all, he gets grabbed by a tentacle. I'd be like, I'm not going in there. But instead he grabs a rope and he starts going down. It's the only time he screams. He's going down this ghost dimension, which is pitch black darkness. And like this flying skull flies by and he's just like, ah! <laughs> I was like, now you're scared. Right. Like you've seen everything. everything and you just else. entered a dimension. Now. <laughs> like, like, man, right. You should be pretty cool. Um, yeah. And he's seen all sorts of screwed up stuff and he finds his son in a bamboo cage in Vietnam. Yep. It's disturbing. Um, and yet, relatively easy to get out of. They just kind of unlock them. Extremely. And, <laughs> and come back out through the pool. And then they just swim. They jump into the water and swim. And then they wake up. Or not wake up. They just emerge emerge from the pool somehow. Yeah. Magically. Um, they go into the house. They think everything's copacetic. But then big fucking Ben's there. Zombie big Ben. A big spooky skeleton. Yeah. Great. He was awesome. I love those special effects, yeah, He was awesome. They're, they're, they're incredible. I, my letterbacks. I wrote like three sentences because I didn't. I was so tired. But uh, this movie needed way more of Big Ben's ghost. Yeah, he was awesome. Yes, and uh, the story is actually great because he stole his kid because he killed him. No, he didn't kill. Well, him. I know, I know, he but he well, he's accusing him. Yes. I mean, he basically is saying you killed me. Like you, you didn't do what I asked you to do. But, right. Um, and so he stole his kid for it. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. It's a good story. That's a great story. It should have, that reveal should have happened 30 minutes ago. Yeah. And then Big Ben just fucking with him for a, a while. Yes. Because <laughs> this all. This is like five minutes. This is the last, this is the last legitimately, the last f- 10 to 15 minutes. I think it's being generous. Yeah. Because I'm including credit time too. So yeah. So you're talking like five to 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And they fight for five to ten minutes nonstop. Yes. Uh, it's just them going back and forth. There's getting guns getting pulled, fucking grenades going off. It's a pretty cool concept, like this army ghost with – it's a lot like Frighteners, too, in a way, um, mm-hmm. where it's like they kind of carry over their personalities into the ghost world. So, like, if you died a cowboy, you can, like, somehow pull out cowboy pistols and <laughs> sh- shoot ghost bullets. Like um, – which I love. Yeah, uh, I like that too. It's awesome. And, um, you know, these two go back and forth. There's not a lot to say there. Um, <laughs> Paul's snapping pics to us. Um, and the only thing I do, I didn't love was the, the final, the finale, which is ultimately what kills big Ben. You're like, big Ben's basically indestructible. Can't figure out how to get rid of this fucking guy. He's, they're fighting. And ultimately, the only the thing that kills him is like, I don't believe you anymore. Yeah. It's like, you're not going to hurt me. And Big Ben's like, well, what? <laughs> and it's like, you're not going to hurt me. You're not going to hurt that kid. And he's like, oh, oh. Um, and yet, even though it's all that, he shoves a grenade in his chest and blows him up. Yeah. And the house. And the house. <laughs> Fucking blows the house to smithereens. Um, and him and his son walk out. And as he walks out, you see Sandy pulling up. And she's happy and fucking... Harold's like, whoa. <laughs> he walks over. The fucking house just blew up. It's still on fire. Yeah. Flames. Giant. That's the, that's the thing with this movie. It was enjoyable. I yeah. like the story. It's like. Also, why know, is that kid stupid. so happy? That kid comes out and is like, mommy. 
Dude, you've been missing, missing brother. For so long, brother. You've been missing for like two years, I think. And he's been locked in the cage. Dude, you've been a, bam- a bamboo cage in Vietnam, forty years earlier <laughs> by a fucking skeleton monster. You'd be just years. dead. I think you'd just be dead. You'd be soulless. He's not eating. Fucking Malcolm McDowell needs to take a look at you, <laughs> Jimmy. That's not even his voice. The color black is the absence of color, little Jimmy. <laughs> so that's a house for yes. it. It was good. I love this movie. I think it's great. This was by Lorena V, we should have mentioned, who oh, we yeah. talked about earlier and failed to mention this was her <laughs> choice. Thanks, Lorena. Yeah, Lorena, thank you. Always a pleasure to watch this movie. I, I do like this movie a lot. Um, not a great critical analysis on it, though. <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm sick. Maybe it's because we're both, I don't know. Anyway, um, I liked it, though. I do like this movie a lot. So, uh, I'm starting to lose my voice. Um, mailbag time. This one comes from Justin Lore. He hosts a couple podcasts, uh, at repairman Jack, wait, at repairman X Jack yep. on uh, Twitter. Follow him there. Um, he says, sirs, first off, let me say your podcast rejuvenated my faith in horror podcasting and is always amongst podcasts. I recommend so rad. Well, that's fucking insanely nice. Uh, <laughs> the you. only question I have is this. As a podcast that doesn't automatically bash remakes, how did you feel? <laughs> Me and Joe read these earlier, like, to just get our heads wrapped around the questions. And I was just reading that, and I was you like, read No, no. And I was like, I just, I just read that, and I was like, oh, my God, I already read this question. <laughs> fucking idiot. Um uh, as a as a podcast that doesn't automatically bash remakes, how do you feel about the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, specifically with the we- the weird is Freddy innocent angle they played with? I myself thought it could have been pretty cool, but ultimately fell short. Oh, and how rad would it be if the upcoming TCM prequel Leatherface was announced to have Malcolm McDowell as an even younger Sam Loomis trying to help young Leatherface? Keep up the good work, guys, Justin. So, so Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. I hated every fucking second of it. <laughs> that's that's a shoot. I hated every second of it. It's probably my least favorite remake I've ever seen. Uh, I didn't like any of the angles. I didn't like any of the acting. I didn't like anything about it. You? <laughs> wow. Um, I I don't know. I, I'd have to rewatch it. I don't think I minded it when I saw it, but. Talk I just, about, talk about, I just called it my least favorite remake, and no, the Halloween's obviously. Yeah, but yeah, it's bad. It's really bad. Yeah. Um, and like what? I don't know. That's just one that just really didn't need to be. Like I don't know. Like I'm really, again, I'm really liberal with remakes. You can get away with a lot, but like, if you're gonna go into Nightmare on Elm Street, you gotta like. I, I put him over Freddy, like uh, Jason, like Freddy. Freddy's just so. Freddy's such a character. We, we shit on Robert Jason's England. a fucking mask, right? We shit on Robert England a lot, but yeah, yeah. I mean, Freddy's iconic. No, yeah, and he's great at what he does in Freddy. I'm not. Yeah, that's great, but like Jason, some of these other characters are less. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, anyone. Could I don't know. Jason. Freddy didn't really ever shoot himself in the foot that often and if he did it was kind of i don't know kind of worked for him well he totally did in uh freddy's dead 
When he plays what in, number is that? He plays a Nintendo. Oh, with Brecken Myers character. That's really bad. <laughs> yeah, the Nintendo one's really bad. Or when he turns into a motorcycle. That's really bad. Is that on Freddy's Dead also? No, that's part five. Which number is part Freddy's Dead? Six. That's a bad stretch. <laughs> we should probably do those for uh, a series. All uh, of them. I would love to. Yeah, but um, to answer your uh, so to answer the question, yeah, uh, I thought Joe I hated it. So, um, I I actually liked that they made him a. I don't know. I think it might have been a cop out kind of to make him the innocent angle. Yeah. Because so the original script is Freddy's a child molester. That's fucking tough. Mm-hmm. That's no matter what. So then they make the movie and they say there was actually a string of that was the eighties and those were becoming coming to light and very prominent and famous ones. So they, they were like, we can't do that. So we'll just have him be like a child killer. Right. Or is he just in the, in the original, he's, he's a child killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He kills the kids. He doesn't molest them. Um, so they cut it out of the original movie. Then in this one, they bring it back. They, they make it a reveal later, which is fucked. Not a fan of that. Uh, and and then so then it kind of cops it out to make it is he innocent like i feel like it's kind of like uh we didn't want to go hard on the child molesting thing yeah yeah I, like i don't think there was a reason like it could be yeah it, c- it could be a cool story element but i don't think that was its intention i think it was just to soften the blow of a guy molesting kids as your anti-hero and to somehow make a franchise revolved around a child molester <laughs> fucking the most evil people in the world and there's a reason this remake didn't have a sequel yeah for your second part of your question fuck yes i want to see malcolm mcdowell (laughs) play sam loomis and interview young leatherface of course of course just put dude have him wear the same stupid wig (laughs) and just talk to leatherface while leatherface like (laughs) thomas brown hewitt What do you do? What did you do, Thomas? What did you do, Thomas? <laughs> and then have him talk to him until he gets into enormous Leatherface and be like, "I've gone nowhere in fifteen years. I'm done." <laughs> Thomas, I've been talking to you for thirty years, and, and all you do is squeal. All you do is squeal <laughs> like a pig. I can't make heads or tails of it. It's finally time I have to say goodbye, <laughs> Thomas Hewitt. You haven't said a word to me. <laughs> you just go by this name, Leatherface. Now I don't even know what to make of it. <laughs> You're obsessed with these primitive masks, Thomas. <laughs> this needs to happen. <laughs> Loomis crossover. Loomis is just in every horror movie <laughs> just going forward. <laughs> Only Malcolm McDowell's Loomis, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just a stupid asshole that walks around in sunglasses. I would, I would be okay if, if they did that and, and then made a part two where he just complains about his book tour. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait a minute. My mind is just blowing right now. So... <laughs> So in Halloween, we get the flashback Loomis. He's got the long hair because it's like the seventies or whatever. I guess whatever. the eighty. The timeline was fucked. We already talked about that. But whatever. He's in. A, he's period. He's got giant sunglasses, long fucking hair, big beard. So is Loomis for Leatherface would be like the fifties and sixties. He's dressed like a guy out of Mad Men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like fucking Buddy Holly. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. I love that idea. I hope that works. All right. Next question. David A. with three parts. 
Some of these people are fucking greedy, man. JK, David, you're the man. Um, and I love these questions. Uh, of all the garbage part threes you reviewed that acted as... I, I don't have an answer to this one. <laughs> Just a heads up. That acted as the end of a trilogy. If you had to green light a part four for one, which would it be? Bonus points for an op, uh, for an on-the-spot plot suggestion. So basically he's saying... You have a just a straight trilogy, mm-hmm. one through three. You get to make the fourth one. Okay. What would it be? Basket case four. Oh. And it would just be somebody explaining to me why all those fucking freaks were in that house in part three. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be a Loomis-like character talking to me. <laughs> Tell me why freaks, that happened. Joe, the freaks are in the house. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I mean um, – if you had to greenlight a part four, I mean, I'd go Evil Dead would be a good one. Mm-hmm. I don't know any other horror trilogies. Record has a part four, I think. Let's look it up <laughs> on the computer. Horror, we could have done this earlier. Horror trilogies. Um, horror movie series trilogies. The best thematic. <clears throat> oh, here we go. Plug our own, uh, plug our own here. Uh, Bloody Disgusting has an article looking at the best thematic horror trilogies. Hopefully, this isn't a lot of words because I can't read. <laughs> How about I just read some off to you? Okay. Poltergeist. Okay. The Grudge. Okay. Suspiria. <clears throat> Candyman. Dude, I don't understand the whole Suspiria thing. I know it's, it's the that mother. mother tears, yeah. It just they, they don't add up to me. I don't know. Um, Creep Show, dude. Creep Show. Oh no, because Creep Show three is like barely a the Mangler. With it. Oh my god, Reanimator has only three. See, because like you want to pick one that's like good and say like you can make a better one. You know what I mean? Like keep keep it going or yeah. like rejuvenate it. But then part of me is like, I just want to keep making bad ones. Right, right, sure. Feast. I know what you did last summer. Hatchet. All right, I'll go. I'll go. I know what you did last summer, actually. Okay. Give me another one of those. Why? Just give me some aged <laughs> X90s starlets and stars. Just have Ryan Philippe wearing the most oversized shirt of all time. Dude, I hope his hair is so curly still. <laughs> Looks like a box of ramen. <laughs> it totally does. So I don't have an answer for that. Uh, <laughs> would you rather fight a naked guy for three five minute rounds? Or ballroom dance to three songs with Ted Levine. There is a caveat. You're not allowed to close your eyes in either scenario. Uh, well, I can't close my eyes while I fight a naked guy. I mean, I'd I mean, have you'd to. lose. <laughs> you'd lose badly. And possibly, like, who knows where the dick is when you're. <laughs> uh, so you cannot close your eyes in either scenario. And in scenario two, which is the Ted Levine scenario, when Ted Levine is. Telling you about the roles he's played, you must be complimentary. So me and Ted are ballroom dancing, mm-hmm. and he's like, we have to gaze into each other's eyes, and he's like, remember that time when I was in the Mangler? <laughs> right, uh, do you have an answer for this? <laughs> I mean, it's Ted Levine all day. Uh, it's Ted Levine all day. Instead of fighting a naked you never guy. fight a naked man. We've <laughs> talked about it before. You just don't do it. No, you don't. It's not a homophobic issue. It's just you're not going to win that fight. No, that guy's not. You'll be all slippery. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. It's 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 a matter of craziness. Yeah. If you are willing to walk up to a stranger and fight naked with your dick out, 
Yeah. First of all, who knows what could happen to it? Anything could happen. You got to protect your dick. Yeah. Like if you care that little about your dick, you're nuts. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Ted Levine. Like Ted Levine, you can just be like, you're all right. I like. I'll say this. Some uh, things. <laughs> I've got a I've got a really short fuse for people that annoy me. And if I had to do three songs with if it's like Stairway to Heaven and Ted Levine's just like but remember that time I was in the Mangler. How many rounds fighting this dude did he say? Three five minute rounds. That's a long time. So so three songs let's, with Ted Levine? Uh, let's say it's three songs with Ted Levine. So yeah, like three to five minute songs. Okay. Right? Three to five minutes. So it's about the average. same length. It's about the same length. Roughly. So I would I would pose this. Fight a guy naked for like 30 seconds. 30 seconds. I would still pick Ted Levine, I think. You, I don't want to fight a no, naked no. guy. It's Ted Levine all day. All right. Sorry, Dave. It's <laughs> a good question, you though. Just keep, keep asking him about Silence of the Lambs. So he's the one that gets mad. Oh, my God. He'd be so fucking pissed. <laughs> um, <laughs> be like, I love it when you talk in that Silence of the Lambs voice. <laughs> this is my real voice. <laughs> What do you mean, voice? Sure. <laughs> uh, if you had your way, and assuming no instant classics, take your fancy in the meantime, what would be... Excuse me? I don't know. What would what will be the first horror movie you introduce your son to, and how long will you wait? Is that a question for you? I, don't have I mean, one. you don't have one, <laughs> but you could theoretically answer. I'll tell you what, your answer will change once you have kids, so it doesn't matter. Um, if you had your way... My answer is The Wolfman. Yeah, actually, uh, I just watched Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, and that's probably going to be the first one I show him because it's fucking funny as fuck. It is the, it's honestly probably the funniest movie in the world. Um, it makes me laugh so fucking hard. Dude, that comedy back then, for that back then, that shit is mind blowing. I can't believe they're cracking jokes like that. I completely agree. At that time period. Like, it's so it's so fucking current. It just works still. And Abby and Costello are just Costello. I was honestly in tears laughing. Jack, Jack. They have they have the straight man funny guy routine Dude. down pat. And I, I said this in my letterbox review. Um, so they're a big like straight man comedy uh, pair. And it works, obviously. Obviously, it works. <laughs> it works all right. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> uh, but in this movie, I think Costello steals the show because not only does he have Abbott to bounce off of, now he's got serious monsters all around him. So yeah. it's just this fucking ping pong ball bouncing off of everybody for comedy. For sure. And it is so fucking funny. His reactions to the monsters <laughs> <laughs> and he does that laugh like that. I was just doing that. Like I only do every once in a while. <laughs> Dude, it just, I can't even handle it. Like when he's getting arrested by the police, the only thing he can do is be like, <laughs> 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 like it's so stupid. He just sees Dracula and that's all he could do. And you know what? That's probably pretty accurate. Yeah, if you just saw Dracula, <laughs> that's probably all I'd be able to do. Like you always wonder like, how would you try and explain it to somebody? And that's probably it. You'd just be like, <laughs> <laughs> and people would be like, what's the matter with you, <laughs> fucking idiot? Oh, man. So if you ever meet anyone that's, like, telling you they just saw Bigfoot, don't believe them. Unless they're, like... L- unless, they're, <laughs> unless they're breathing. <laughs> they're just breathing. Um, so that's probably what I'd show my son. And uh, I think I'll wait till he's, like... 
for the old shit, the Universal Monsters, five or six, I'll wait. Roughly, depends. He's a smart kid, so I can get away with showing him some of that stuff earlier, but probably five or six, I'll keep it too. Just no reason. Yeah. He's a little kid. Like, I, I already rush him on some things, and I'm like, dude, the, this, this little dude still loves fucking... He still cracks up when Cookie Monster smashes cookies all over his face. <laughs> to like, be fair, so do I. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a, it's ridiculous. <laughs> makes such a mess every time. Dude, when he does it in the He fucking... has the biggest mouth ever, too. <laughs> you don't need to smash him in your mouth. He's just rubbing. His whole face is a mouth. Um, <laughs> that's all it is. It's eyeballs and a mouth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, thanks, Dave. Uh, Matt. Hey, fellas. Stupid question. There are no stupid questions. Disagreed. I was a teacher for years. (laughs) A lot of stupid fucking questions. (laughs) Who would win Jaws, the zombie from Lucio Fulci's Zombie 2, or a swarm of piranhas? This is tough. Ooh. That that fucking zombie fought a shark. Is it the piranhas with the lasers? No, no, I don't think it's laser piranhas. But piranhas is capitalized, so it is the piranhas from the film. But in Piranhas Part 2, they had lasers. I don't think it's the one with lasers. But how can we be sure? Well, let's put it in both scenarios. Lasers wins. Lasers wins. <laughs> yeah. So now let's go back to the original question. <laughs> uh, piranhas. You know what? I was just thinking that. Although Jaws fuck shit up. Yeah, but they're smaller. And Jaws isn't that mobile. You're right. So they could just come up from behind, just start eating his belly. <laughs> Munching on that. Yeah. You know there's fucking fish called the cookie cutter shark that just bite holes in you, other fish? Hmm. Like a f- perfect circle. All right. And they leave their teeth in you. Nice. Yeah. The more you know. Things I learned from oct- octonauts. <laughs> um, Dante, homie Dante, uh, he says- Wait, So we answer that? Oh, we're, no, we didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're piranhas. in agreement, Piranhas? Piranhas, right. yeah, yeah, for sure. Who would win Jaws with the, the zombie? I don't know. Jaws is pretty devastating, but that zombie... I mean, you can't that, kill a, him. A He's normal already shark should have yeah. got him and fucked him up. He's already dead. Yeah, I'm going zombie. Yeah, me too. Um, Sorry, Jaws. No respect for Jaws <laughs> here. Uh, what about Jaws for Jaws? Because he can follow Michael Caine to, like, different <laughs> countries. He's fucking advanced. Yeah, but he... No. What if the zombie killed Jaws Force's mom? <laughs> All right, I guess Jaws wins. That's, I mean, just based on a precedent, <laughs> precedent alone, Jaws wins. Um, Dante, would you rather spend a night in the castle from Castle Freak while he's loose? Well, I think we know the answer there. Or a night in the Amityville Horror Home? No incest included. I mean, if there's no incest, I'm not really that scared. Just <laughs> a bunch of stupid-ass ghosts. Yeah, I fucking choose Amityville. Yeah. He's a fucking freak with his butthole stone shut. All right, but let's say, like, you have to you have to fix that house of its problem. Which one? Either or. Like, okay. whatever house you choose, you have to fix of its problem. Okay. I think I'd probably go with... Castle Freak? Castle Freak. Yeah, because you, you, you just, you just eliminate up. the yeah, Castle Freak. I would just try and fuck him up. Yeah. Sure. I don't need the devil up in me. Uh, last one. James L. He says, uh, okay, OG Freddy and Jason tag team match mm-hmm. against new Freddy and Jason. Ignore obvious bias to the original. 
who would win. I don't really see a huge difference between that. Although, okay, so let's just line it up. Freddy versus Freddy. Yeah. Old Freddy wins. The new one's a skinny little bitch. A bitch. And the old Freddy will just crack so many jokes, new Freddy wouldn't know it hit him. Yeah, yeah. He'd be like, what? You, you make jokes while you kill people? You have fun? <laughs> this is funny for you? Uh, yeah, you're right. You just fucking slash yeah. him up. Talk him in circles. Yeah. Jason versus Jason. So the new Jason can stand on roofs. <laughs> which I don't know if that's an advantage, but it seems like it might be. Like, how did he get up there? But old Jason can swim to Manhattan. <laughs> fucking fast dude maybe jason is just the greatest athlete that ever <laughs> was super athletic <laughs> like it's i would i would all okay so let's go let's go old jason because if you can swim to manhattan yeah at the speed of a boat oh yeah you are fit yeah you're fit you're you ready fuck to fight. Him up. Yeah. fuck him up even though you walk slow as shit well he's saving his um, energy for the swims so. yeah yeah and then like that's michael myers versus Old Michael, I think new Michael Myers beats old Michael Myers. Oh, for sure, because he's a fucking monster. Nine foot jack mountain from Game of Thrones. Is there any other remakes? So many. Yeah. (laughs) Have they ever made a horror remake? I don't know. I'm an idiot. Oh, wait. That was the name. Oh, God. Oh, Leatherface. Wait. Also, you need a fair. Dude, first of all, OG Leatherface wins all the time. All the time. He's like, he's that fat jacked. OG grandpa. <laughs> Isn't it the same? Versus new <laughs> the same guy. Who, <laughs> who can drop a hammer better? <laughs> <laughs> that guy is so gross. Um, all right, so I, we missed this part. So he says, also, you need a fair referee. OG Michael Myers versus Rob Zombie Michael Myers. To ref? I mean, I think they're both pretty competent counters. Hmm. Are they? I don't know. I mean, one could drive no. a car. It's OG. <laughs> Other one can't do shit. Um, Just a hike everywhere. Dude, hikes everywhere. And eats dogs. He, he breaks in. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not even going to talk about it. Uh, oh, when I say tag team, I mean tag team like wrestling. Like Vince McMahon just signed them. Let's be real. Wouldn't be the weirdest thing that happened in professional wrestling. That is true. Yes. Chucky was in WCW. So... <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think that the answer still stands, like, pro wrestling What did Chucky cut his promo on? Rick Steiner. Yeah, he was talking, and he come, yeah. his face comes on the screen. And it, and it was a pre-recorded deal. Yeah, so, yeah. like, Rick Steiner's still talking, and then Chucky starts talking, and, like, it's a <laughs> fucking mess, as usual, with WCW. Like, Rick Steiner's like, hey, Chucky, you come out. He's talking to a fucking fake <laughs> puppet from a horror movie. Like, you know what? Like, people already make fun of wrestling and wrestling fans. Like, you're not helping us <laughs> when, when you include Chucky in a storyline. Fucking stupid. Who would win, Chucky or the gobbledygook? Chucky. What, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Turkey or the gobbledygook? Probably the gobbledygook. Or He's the, bigger. Did Turkey even kill anyone? I'm not even sure if there's any murders and, and things killing, despite the name. I'm not sure if he even does anything in it besides just walk around and crack jokes. No, he definitely he kills that girl because he says, I axed you. <laughs> and he cuts off that guy's face and wears it. That movie is so bad. Um, that movie is terrible. All right, that's it. Guys, pleasure doing this episode. Thank you so much. Oh, we should talk about uh, what we're doing next week. What are we doing next week? Oh, well, I probably shouldn't talk to you about it first. Um, We never do. We never do. So we're going to do one Patreon pick 
Um, I think the Patreon picks. N- oh no, it's not. So, oh, this is fun. Okay, so we are what? skipping. Next week is going to be Thanksgiving week. Mm. So we are having. Uh, oh shit! I'm going to tell you the title of this episode too because I wrote it down because it just tickled me. <laughs> A real turkey of an episode. Is that what that's called? Yeah. So that's what it's called. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> What do you mean? We're gonna we're gonna gonna read the Rob Zombie winning script. Oh fuck! And we are going to do a little roundtable with Paul. Just fuck around and talk about some stuff. I'm gonna write down some questions we can all talk about. Nice shit. So it's gonna be a real turkey of an episode. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Um. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we're gonna do, and we'll also be. uh, I don't think. I don't think there's going to be a bonus episode this week, but we'll do um, – there's going to be a long one where we read all the scripts. So that should make up for it. We'll do it that week. And then the week after Thanksgiving, we are doing The Pit. Nice. Which is Jacob buddy, DeGrouch's pick. Is it? Yeah. My buddy Mike is going to be very pleased. Yep, yep, yep. And then after The Pit is um, – we, we've got a lot planned coming up. And after the pit, we go. We do one more choice for us, and then we're back to Patreon picks. And that other choice is Luther the Geek. We're honoring. Ooh. We are giving Trovember a little bit of love. Is that even going to be in November? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way Troma would want it. <laughs> Half ass. All right, guys. Are we doing uh, Stannies? I don't know, man. That also. Yeah, it's that was we gotta talk about that. I don't know, because yeah, December's our two year anniversary. Two um, year, yeah. The fuck has happened? Right? Isn't our two year? Or no, it's our third year. Wait, no. Yeah, last year was our first right. year anniversary, and this is our second year. Is that true? Yeah. What? <laughs> we started two December's ago. Yeah. Holy fuck! Yeah. What have I been doing in my life? <laughs> It's crazy. Are you saying it's short or long? Short. Like, wait. wait. Oh. I thought we'd been doing it for like <laughs> nine months. <laughs> oh, no, no, oh, no. oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Decades. <laughs> this has been agonizing. <laughs> Every minute I've done with you has been a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all, it's two years. Damn. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Um, So it's our two-year anniversary. So we should do like the standies of some sort. If you guys like, I don't know. We need everyone else's help to do it. Fly us out somewhere. <laughs> uh, we just need help with like the categories and suggestions, like because yeah, like you want to hear? I, I have terrible memory. I can't. I can't remember funny shit we did. For, like that's what I wanted to do in the first one. Like really like highlight that shit. It's like I can't remember any of that. Right. But um, so if you guys have any suggestions or if somebody wants to help us organize it, then. Let us know. We'll we'll do something with you. Um, otherwise, our big celebration will be episode 100 when we do Dead Body Man with Paul. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be, I don't even know, sometime in, that's 92, 93, 94, 95, 96, 97. It'll be end of January. So. All right. I'm so excited for Dead Body Man. I'm not. Dude, it's going to be I'm awesome. not even a little bit. We're going to live stream it. It's going to be great. Um, real celebration there. Um, anyway, 
Glad we're planning on the air. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. You guys have been fucking incredible, um, as usual. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to all the people that reach out via Twitter oh, DM yeah. or uh, Snapchat, I might not always respond right away just because life gets in the way, but every every time I read it, it just makes my day. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, and yeah, exactly what Joe said. Like, if the best way, like, if you really want me to reach if you really want to reach me and get a response, it, I mean, even then it's still not timely. So I don't even know why I'm saying it, but shoot, I mean, me, uh, shoot no. me an email, Sean at I hate horror.com. I, I, I respond quicker to those because I can mark them on Like I read them. Like I don't have time, but I'll read them yeah. and then I'll be like, okay, I'm, I got to respond to this guy. So I can mark it on red and then it bothers me in my inbox. Cause I see the fucking red dot all day. I'm like, I got to respond to this person. But if I check a Twitter or an Instagram DM or any like that, I can't mark it on red and then I fucking forget. Yeah, sometimes I'll check at work yeah. you know, in the middle of something. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. I got to respond, but then I'll forget all about it. So, yeah, yeah just do that. Somebody's breaking in. Um, uh, where were we? Uh, Facebook.com slash I hate horror. I hate horror.com. Uh, best way to support us, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes and tell your friends. And if you uh, do rate, review, subscribe, make sure you send me an email, Sean at IHateHorror.com, and we will uh, send you a sticker out to your address of your choosing. <laughs> uh, if you can support monetarily, Patreon.com slash IHateHorror or Store.IHateHorror.com. Um, one is merch, one is bonus episodes, bonus content, stuff like that. And early access to the episodes, which people really like. So I'm glad I did that. Just chose that randomly. Um, that's it, man. I think that's it. Oh, twitter.com. Uh, God damn it, I did it again. Uh, I'm at Twitter at I Hate Horror Show and on Instagram at I Hate Horror. I'm at Joe V421, Instagram, Boognish1985, and Snapchat Horror Show Joe. Yeah. That's it, man. We'll see you next week for bullshit with Paul. Is that next week? Did I just say Did we that? just do that? Fuck. What the fuck are we doing? All right. <laughs> for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> but I love that shit. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> So we are here with Larry Dwyer from, originally from Hatebreed, which we could probably talk a ton about. And we've talked about, we were just talking about like two nights ago with our fans. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Larry hosts, uh, runs Connecticut cult classics. Um, And we just started doing this. We sponsored tonight's episode. It's Slashiversary, uh, which is Two slashers, April Fool's Day and uh, The Burning, which we love so much. Um, Larry, what made you get into this? Um, Actually, about three years ago, Horror News Network did one of these at uh, Seymour Cinemas 12 uh, called Duo of the Dead. And we showed Night of the Living Dead and Bela Lugosi's White Zombie. Um, Basically, we picked those two because they are uh, free. You don't have to pay for them because they're part of public domain. Uh, White Zombie because it's so old and George Romero because he fucked up and didn't copyright. <laughs> um, so we, we picked those. Uh, we did like a whole zombie-themed night. We had the, uh, the guys who draw and write Living Corpse comics come up from Jersey. Uh, they drew people as zombies and shit, and uh, it was really awesome. Um, but we didn't get a really sick response, probably because the movies were 
you know, White Zombie, not a lot of people yeah. know it. Night of the Living Dead, you can see it six times a day, you know. Yeah. So people were like, eh, they didn't really come out. Um, so we didn't do it again. And I've kind of always been chomping at the bit to, to do it. As a matter of fact, Bite Night, I had the idea to do that, like, literally weeks after. I wanted to do it, like, a month after Duel of the Dead. And Rob and Christine, who do Horror News Network, just said, you know what, we're going to do this uh, Connecticut Horror Fest instead. We're just going to focus on our first convention. I was like, cool. And I kind of always kept this in the back of my mind. Um, Reached out to the Strand a few times because it seemed like such a perfect place. Uh, I had been here before. Unfortunately, I will admit it, it was to see Twilight. um, But it was because because my wife made me. Um, So I had been here before and was like, you know what, sick, like, 40s theater with the marquee and everything. So I tried to reach out, but they were going through some stuff with the town. They really weren't doing much. Um, And then finally, like, you know, last year, I said, you know what, let me try again. Got in touch with John here and was like, you know what, I'm going to run with what I wanted to do three years ago. I'm going to run with Bite Night and do Lost Boys and Fright Night. Those are the movies that I wanted to do. Um, And that's really how it happened. I just, you know what, said, screw it. Uh, Begged my wife to let me spend some money. Uh, and she did, you know, God bless her, um, Satan bless her, whoever. <laughs> and uh, she let me spend the money, and, and, and it worked out, and just just kept going. I mean, it's an incredible theater and a great experience. Like, when me and Joe first came here, we were like, holy shit. I mean, something local that does this in Connecticut, you just it doesn't happen anymore and it just it sucked and to find this was like incredible and your turnout's crazy yeah you have a really good turnout yeah man uh people are definitely supporting um and that's awesome because as long as they support then i can keep doing it um because unfortunately if it was free i wouldn't give a shit i'll I'll come watch the movie by myself i don't you know i don't care but you know you got to put the money up to license the films and to get the theater etc um but it's been working out. People have been supporting. Um, you know, I think a lot of that is because, you know, the people like you, the people like me, they're just happy to see something like this in their home state. Um, and, and they're they're eager to come out and do it. Um, also that, you know, I've got the spot on the website to kind of let them pick what they want to yeah. see next. Yeah, awesome. I don't let them pick the movies, but yeah. I let them pick the genre, the, the, the theme of the night. Um, and, I you know, for each theme that's on there, I already know what I'm going to show. So I let them pick it. Um, the next one wasn't really one of the picks, but uh, there were so many um, responses for when I put the vote on this one out for whether I should show April Fool's Day or Friday the 13th Part 2. I got so many responses and so many people wanted to see Part 2 that I was like, all right, well, I've got to do <laughs> I've got to do Friday the 13th next. And when I looked and saw that January had a Friday the 13th in it, I was like, all right, we'll see what the turnout's like on a, on a Friday because that'll be a first. Yeah, it'll be crazy. I, that'll hope be, so. I, I, hope it, I hope it turns out pretty well. Same. The best uh, thing about it is like, I've seen these movies you know, so many times yeah, before, sure. but seeing it in a theater just completely yeah. adds on to it. It's Absolutely. Just, it's so much more fun. Absolutely. Creep Show in the theater was Christine Christine was nuts too I didn't even like that movie (laughs) until I came here and I was like oh my god I love this movie and it definitely has uh, definitely has that feel what's it like getting the licensing and stuff it's a pain in the ass Um, you know there's there's a few different uh, licensing groups that do uh, there's a few different licensing groups that that you can go through um, and you have to find the right one who owns the rights to that movie um, but it, it is what it is. Once you get in with them and set up an account and stuff, then it gets to be easier. But then there's a lot of movies that 
no that none of the traditional licensing groups has like Romero for instance yeah. you can't get Dawn of the Dead Day of the Dead from a traditional licensing group he has his own licensing company and you, I've been trying to talk to those guys for two months to no avail uh, and there's a lot of uh, kind of uh, horror movies especially the super low budget ones that are like that that are hard to get hard to get yeah. but, uh, but I'm still working on them yeah that's so it's got to be tough I mean that that was we've talked about doing some live events like charity events yep. type stuff and like the licensing thing I was like I'm gonna have to do we're going to have to do all yeah. public domain because <laughs> like I was like I, there's no way we'll be able to figure this out like right right no it's not it's not easy uh it's not cheap yeah but um but they they work with you um you know they're they're really I didn't think it worked like that I didn't think there was any like type of negotiation I thought it was just studios being like give us money <laughs> the studio and that's what I found out that's what I learned through the process was the studio especially with these older movies they don't care anymore yeah it's like they don't you know what do they make like 10 cents a year on right. on these movies you know so they're just like they let this outside company so handle it and whenever it gets shown the outside company sends them their cut and done deal that's amazing. That's amazing. Favorite horror movies? Halloween. Oh, uh, so Carpenter's cool. Halloween. It's so cliche, uh, but I don't give a shit. Um, it's it still scares me. I've seen it. I don't even know how many hundreds of times. Yeah. Uh, definitely Carpenter's Halloween. Um, Exorcist. Uh, Dawn of the Dead, the original. Um, I love night and I love day but to me Dawn was the first one I saw yeah. uh, I saw it in the drive-in when I was about six years old oh, yeah. um, and it's it's just really stuck with me but I, if I had to pick three I would say it would have to be those three that's good that's cool Cheers. well one thing I wanted to know is these trailers where do you find them <laughs> they're the best they're the, they're, it's worth it just to come see them super fuzz super fuzz super fuzz oh, the, yeah. when we first came there was that stunt stunt rock, stunt rock. oh my god yeah. here's here's one thing that a lot of people don't know about these trailers I will never show a trailer for a movie I haven't seen before Oh my god. Seen all of these. Seen all of these movies. Uh, Yeah. And I'll tell you, I've got to give credit where credit's due. A lot of the crazy ones, I've seen at Hudson Horror Show. Oh, really? That I keep talking about. Chris Allo shows some of the craziest fucking movies, and I had to sit through all hour and a half of Stunt Rock. (laughs) And it's the worst piece of shit I've ever seen. There's absolutely no plot. It just cuts between dudes doing stunts on bikes to some magical band singing about wizardry. Like, it makes absolutely no sense. Uh, Lady Terminator was another one that he showed. It is actually Wait. so horrible, but it's amazing. Lady Terminator, is that how you saw it? Yeah, yeah, oh. he played the one that you didn't oh. come to. He played oh, my it. God, yeah. yeah. He showed me that trailer, and I was yeah. like, what the fuck is yeah, this? Yeah, the movie is just so ridiculous. But I don't know how it would play if you're watching it by yourself, but in yeah. an audience, right. it's incredible because yeah, it's yeah. just so stupid. That's definitely a Yeah, yeah. so a lot of these <laughs> movies, I, I, Duke Mitchell's uh, uh, Mafia, Mafia Matt. I need to see that. stupid, ridiculous. <laughs> they also did another one, and I'll, I'll give it to you. You can watch it, uh, uh, Down with the Pope, where he kidnaps the Pope. <laughs> Same dude. Yeah, I need, I need yeah ridiculous. From Duke Mitchell, those came from uh, Chris Allard, Hudson Horror, too. I've seen them through him. Holy shit. But yeah, I just sit there, and I, I, basically I do it at work. Hopefully my work doesn't realize that. <laughs> <laughs> but, like when it's time to plan an event, I just start thinking of all the. I've got a list of yeah. just all crazy movies that I've seen and trailers that I think would be funny. And Super Fuzz actually was one that used to be on HBO like every day when I was like eight oh years my old. God, like every day I see. I saw that movie probably like forty <laughs> times. It was there was a point in the eighties where HBO it was either Super Fuzz or Swamp Thing every fucking day. I swear to God, or Cannonball Run. I'm sorry, Super Super Fuzz. Swamp 
Swamp Thing Cannonball Run, like, every day. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, guys. So we're going to let Larry go because this is just the intermission. Maybe we'll talk to him a little bit later. But hopefully every month we'll talk to Larry and yeah. give you guys I'm a little more. I'm supporting this. It's fucking Dude, awesome. If you're even in the area, Matt. Come out here. It's, this is crazy. Like, it's awesome. Yeah, dude, and I don't even know if you realize this. I've sold tickets. There's people here from Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York. Dude, that's awesome. Uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, some Massachusetts yeah. as well, which is just crazy to me. There's two people I know of that got uh, hotel rooms just to come to this. Oh, dude. And it's crazy. It's just crazy to me. But, I mean, you know, I, I like to think that uh, that people are enjoying it, so I hope they keep oh, coming definitely. out. Definitely. Yeah. All right, man. Larry, thank Thanks, you guys. Very much. Thanks so much. Thank you.